Hello, my name is Kristen, and you're listening to this week's episode of Let the Beat Drop. Hello, everyone. So my name is Kristen. This is my new podcast called Let the Beat Drop. (laughs) I am currently a physician assistant, and some of you may be wondering what that is. We commonly go by PA. We're similar to a nurse practitioner or an NP. There's about 150,000 PAs working in the U.S., so chances are you've probably seen one of us before if you've walked into an urgent care, a primary care, or pretty much any medical setting in the past few years. We were actually just ranked the number one profession in the U.S., uh, according to that 2021 news report that they publish every year. And so PAs are, we're essentially medical providers. We're medical professionals. We work alongside doctors, nurse practitioners, nurses, and we can work independent and diagnose people with illnesses. We can develop and manage treatment plans. We can even prescribe our own medications without the assistance of a medical doctor or an MD. And a lot of times we can even be primary care doctors. Um, The difference between us and an actual MD is we're required to have a supervising physician to take or to hold us accountable regarding like notes that we sign or like if we're doing surgery, working in in a more hybridized setting. And yeah, we're we're pretty great. We've actually been around for a long time, but people are just starting to discover what we can do. And so anyways, I grew up in Miami. I'm 100% Cuban, but of course I am slightly Americanized. I went to school at the University of Miami, and then I moved to North Carolina to go to PA school at Wake Forest University, which was a huge culture shock. And then I moved to New York City, where I currently live, and I started working at an FQHC, which is a federally qualified health center. And basically, these are clinics that are placed in areas that are underserved, where there is low access to medical care, where patients don't have enough resources, they may not have enough money, they have very low health literacy. So the community that I was working with was primarily Hispanic a lot of Ecuadorians, Mexicans, Dominicans. And every day I was just blown away by these people's stories, by the medical problems that they were facing. And I realized that a lot of what I was seeing was preventable. And there were so many things that I didn't have the answer to. I am a work in progress. I am not an expert. By no means do I know the answer to everything. In fact, on most days, I feel like I don't know anything. But anyways, I recently transitioned into urgent care, and now I'm working with a totally different demographic. The health literacy rate is much higher. Now I'm seeing people who are on average mostly in their 20s, 30s. They've all gone to college. They've got secondary degrees. The health literacy rate is excellent. And yet I still get the same questions and the same problems that dominate my patient visits. And I see so many chronic ailments that 
we, and when I say we, I mean modern medicine, we don't have the answer to. I also get a lot of text messages, phone calls, and DMs on social media from friends, family, and even random people who often reach out about chronic issues that they're having, new medical problems that they obviously are seeking answers to, family members who are going through something and they just want some advice. And so all of that led me to make this podcast, my new little baby, called Let the Beat Drop. I feel like medical knowledge is something that should be shared with others. It shouldn't be this highly coveted thing where you have to go to school for five years and you know, regurgitate a bunch of textbooks and pass all these exams to know. And I don't think that lack of resources, money, or time should be a factor that inhibits people from maximizing the knowledge about what they can do to prevent themselves from developing chronic medical conditions. And, you know, in turn, we would help people live their best lives if everybody had access to the kind of knowledge that we get in school. In fact, I think the more that people know, the more that they can share accurate information with other people. So many patients come in telling me they read something on Google, they read something on WebND, they talk to one of their friends who's a doctor, and they share information with me, and it is so inaccurate. And so I actually started learning about the history of medicine because I've always questioned why in PA school and medical school, we're never really taught about holistic remedies or plant-based medicine. I remember one time going to the Muter Museum in Philadelphia, and they have this huge garden in the back, and it's got hundreds of plants. And underneath the name of every plant species, they had a list of common ailments that plants are used to treat. And this got me thinking, why do I spend the majority of my day prescribing lisinopril, metformin, and all these statins and other medications when there are so many natural remedies out there that were around and being used to treat these conditions before pharmaceutical companies took over? So this is my new baby. Let the bead drop. Stay tuned for episodes from anything like gut health to recurrent bacterial vaginosis, as I try to explore the reasons why these problems occur and what you can do to prevent or treat them. Of course, this will be my legal disclaimer. Although I am a medical professional, listening to this podcast does not substitute a visit to the doctor for any personal experience or one-on-one advice. Please consult with your own primary care physician or seek medical attention for any ailments you are currently facing. And of course, if it's an emergency, please go to your local emergency room. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to endeavoring on this journey with you.